بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد esteemed علماء honored elders respected brothers mothers sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته we thank and we praise Allah رب العزة والجلال for having blessed us with this beautiful gift of iman and the ability to say and keep in our hearts la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah may allah make it such that we live with iman we die with iman and we be resurrected on the day of qiyamah with iman we send salutations countless blessings to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the way that he had taught the sahaba radiyallahu anhum allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. Today we find ourselves one week after Human Rights Day in South Africa, a day that is used to commemorate the Sharpeville massacre where the lives of 69 innocent people were taken unjustly and hundreds more were injured. So we have this day being the 21st of March, Human Rights Day. And today our topic of discussion is to explore the aspect of human rights in Islam. That what does Islam say about human rights? And how familiar are we with that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who we can describe as the most noble and the best human rights activist that walked the face of the earth? And what does our constitution of the quran kareem say about human rights? Firstly, Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal in explaining the fundamental aspect of human rights says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu kunu qawwameena lillahi shuhada'a bilqist That O believing men and women be securers of justice and witnesses for Allah Rabbul Izzah on the earth. وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا تَعْدِنُوا And do not let your hatred or any kind of dislike that you may have for a certain group of people, do not let that hatred and that dislike push you toward being unjust to them. اِعْدِلُوا Be just to everyone. That is something that will draw you closer and is even closer to the taqwa and the recognition and the fearing and being dutiful to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. So a very general idea we get from this ayah of how just every person needs to be to every other person whether he be a Muslim or a non-Muslim. Secondly, and what we're going to do inshallah throughout the talk is go through different human rights. Obviously, it will be a bit difficult to try and encompass all. But we will select a few human rights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had outlined for us in Islam. And the first one that we will look at is the right to life. How human blood is something sacred. Human blood is something sacred. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَتَبَنَا عَلَىٰ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ أَنَّهُ مَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ أَوْ فَسَادٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا 
that the very heinous act of taking the life of any person unjustly, it is as if you have actually taken the life of the entire mankind. By killing and by taking the life of one person unjustly, Allah describes it as killing and, and, and explains it as complete genocide. وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا And that person that is used as a means to bring a person to life or to help a person from obviously suffering or from dying, then it is as if he has actually alive an, a whole ummah and a whole nation, the entire mankind. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had even outlined for us that if you are staying in an Islamic state, even in an Islamic state, if there is a non-Muslim that is staying in an Islamic state, however he is staying with amnesty, he is staying with a governmental pardon, and if his life is taken unjustly, then that person, that Muslim that had taken that person's life unjustly, he won't even smell the fragrance of Jannah. He won't even smell the fragrance of Jannah. So human life is something sacred in Islam and it is an essential human right that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have declared. We look at another human right. The protection of a person's honor is a basic human right. And Allah declares in Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِّن قَوْمٍ عَسَىٰ أَن يَكُونُوا خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ That all believing men and women do not mock and do not ridicule people. Do not mock at people and do not bring them down. For perhaps they may be in a better position than you in the sight of Allah. وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّن نِسَاءٍ عَسَىٰ أَن يَكُنَّ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ And for the women, O oh, women, do not mock each other because you do not know that the person you are ridiculing may be in a better position in the sight of Allah than yourselves. Allah in this surah and in these ayat also explains that do not insult each other using names. Do not insult each other using nicknames that you may find amusing and you may find, okay, you know what, you won't have a problem if I call him Shoti Makoti. You won't, you won't find it a problem. But you don't know, perhaps you are hurting the feelings of that person. So do not insult each other using these kind of nicknames. At the same time, do not backbite. We know backbiting is a topic of its own. But to speak of a person in his absence, you are actually defaming him. You are taking away his honor. And this is a basic human right that is declared by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another basic human right is privacy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا Do not spy on each other. Today everybody wants to be in everybody's business. If the neighbor is having a fight next door with his wife, then we want to know what was the fight all about. And if the child, if we see something scrupulous happening somewhere or something that looks a bit shady, then we want to get down to the bottom of it. We've become detectives all of a sudden. So وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا Do not spy on each other. And another way that Allah declares how privacy is a basic human right. Something simple yet so beautiful. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tadkhulu buyutan ghayra buyutikum hatta tasta'nisu wa tusallimu ala ahliha. O believing men and women, do not enter any home that is not your home until you gain familiarity from that home. Until you have gained permission to enter that home. Don't enter anybody's home like that. To such an extent, Allah actually describes to us that if we have small children in our home 
then even we, we need to even teach and we need to bring up our children with such manners that they even knock before going into their own parents' rooms. Because perhaps you may find them in a condition that would not be suitable. You may, you may come into a, 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 an action or a scenario that may not be suitable for them to witness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us how privacy is a basic human right. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَفِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ لِلسَّائِنِ وَالْمَحْرُومِ That human rights, it is not specific to any group of people. A rich person cannot declare he has human rights over a poor person, and a poor person is nothing in the community. Human rights is not specific to any race. It is not specific to any religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, describing poor people, that even the poor amongst you, they have a right in the wealth of the rich people as well. How so? For their basic necessities, obviously. That there shouldn't be a person walking around that doesn't have food to eat. There shouldn't be a person that doesn't have his basic necessities taken care of because for verily within the wealth of the wealthy, there is a right for the poor people as well. We look at how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in a very beautiful hadith outlines for us five specific rights that one Muslim has over another Muslim. And these are very simple things to fulfill. Yet the reward is absolutely amazing. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, حَقُّ الْمُسْلِمِ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ خَمْس That the right of one Muslim over another Muslim is five. رَدُّ salam That when that Muslim says, Assalamu alaykum, it is his right that you reply to that greeting. وَعَلَيْكُمُ salam. It took less than two seconds to say, but you have fulfilled his right. The next one, وَعِيَادَةُ الْمَرِيدِ You know that a person is sick in the community. To visit him and to make dua for him, to well wish for him, that is his right. What is to follow the janaza, to go and perform the janaza salah of our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters, this is our rights. Wa a person calls you and he invites you to his home, he passes an invitation to you. For you to accept that invitation is that host's right, provided it is obviously within the parameters of Sharia. Sometimes we tend to think or we, we use this hadith that it is my right you come to my da'wah and you come to my invitation and you come to my function. However, if things are surpassing the bounds of sharia within that function or within that gathering, then that person is not bound by that right of accepting that invitation. Such a simple thing to reply to the sneezing of a person. A person sneezes, he says, Alhamdulillah. If we hear that Alhamdulillah for us to say Allah, it is his right. Such a simple thing, yet the rewards are tremendous. And one aspect that we look at is that when it comes to human rights, rulers and people in charge, people on top, they are not above the law. What did Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam say? He explained to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum one day that the nations and the people that had come before you they were destroyed and they were taken away from this earth because they had leaders and rulers among them that would make sure that the law was fulfilled or the, the, that punishments had to be meted out to everyone else but them. So when they committed a crime, if they committed theft, 
then they would sweep it under the carpet. They would hide it away. But if the layman committed a crime, they would make sure the penalty is meted out. And what did Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa say? That if Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad, was caught committing the crime of theft, I myself would have ensured the penalty of cutting her hand would be meted out to her. So rulers are never above law and people in charge, the boss, the employer, the person that is in charge in the home, they are never above the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or rather the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, would do a very common practice among the Sahaba and that is he would pay up one Sahabi with another. So for example, he would pay up a muhajir, a person that migrated from Mecca, Mukarrama, and he would pay him with an ansari, with a person that was from Medina, Munawwara, in order for him to gain some familiarity in the city. And if ever he needed any help, then he, know he, need, he knew he had a brother to turn to. So Rasulullah created this fraternity of brotherhood between Sayyiduna Abu Darda radiallahu an and Sayyiduna Salman al-Farisi radiallahu an. Once Salman al-Farisi radiallahu an comes to the home of Abu Darda radiallahu an, and he finds Umm darda the wife of Abu darda radiallahu an, present. And he finds her in a very pitiful condition, a very disheveled condition, that she's in her work clothes and she's not, she's not looking too good. So he asks her that, Oh, Umm darda ma sha'nuki? What is going on? Tell me what's the situation at home right now. So Umm darda radiallahu an, replies that your brother, Akhuka Abu darda laysa lahu hajatun fi dunya. Your brother, Abu darda he is only concentrated on the affairs of the Akhirah. He has no needs in the world. His main focus is pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and working for the Akhirah. That is how you see me in this condition currently. So Salman al-Farisi radiallahu an waits a little while and Abu Darda radiallahu an comes home. And he sees his brother Salman al-Farisi there. He asks his wife to prepare a meal and the food is brought before them. So Abu Darda radiallahu an Tell Salman al-Farisi that you eat. Salman al-Farisi says that I'm not going to eat until you eat. Abu Darda radiallahu says I'm fasting today. And Salman al-Farisi is insistent. I'm not going to touch this food unless you break your fast and you eat with me. And obviously this is a ruling also among the scholars that if you are keeping a voluntary fast and you bring home a guest, then it is actually better and it, it, you should actually break your fast in order to please your guest that you have brought home and you can obviously or you should obviously keep that fast again at some other time in the future. So Abu Darda radiallahu an complies and he eats with Salman al-Farisi. After a little while, the night comes, Salman al-Farisi says he's going to sleep. Abu Darda radiallahu an says, okay, I'm going to start with my salat of the, of the night. And Salman al-Farisi says, no, come sleep also with me. So Abu Darda radiallahu an complying with the request of his guest, he sleeps as well. He wakes up in the second portion of the night. Salman al-Farisi says, no, let's carry on sleeping. And only in the third portion of the night, when they, Salman al-Farisi then wakes up and he says, okay, let us now both perform our tahajjud salah. And after that, Salman al-Farisi tells Abu Darda radiallahu anhuma, inna li rabbika alayka haqqa. Oh my brother Abu Darda, your Allah, your Lord, your Rabb, your Creator has a right over you. However, your nafs, your body, your own self also has a right over you. And your family, Umm Darda radiallahu anha, she also has a right over you. 
haqqin haqqah. So give every rightful person his or her right without compromising the rights of another. So the next day, they approach Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they highlight whatever happened the previous day. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam looks at Abu Darda radiallahu anhu and he says, Sadaqa Salman. Salman has spoken the truth. Salman is not wrong in anything that he has said to you, O Abu Darda radiallahu anhu. So it's important that as, we, as Muslims and as human beings, we need to realize the rights that are due to us, but at the same time, the rights that are due to other people that need to come from us at the same time. Now what happens when the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are infringed upon and likewise when the rights of other people, other human beings are also infringed upon. The rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in other words, disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or transgressing or being involved in anything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us very clearly to stay away from, then obviously we turn to Allah in repentance and that is how we repair that relationship and that infringement of rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where we turn to Allah wa ta'ala in tawbah making a sincere promise not to return to that very sin and what happens when the right of a person is trampled upon if we sit the entire night in the masjid and we make dua upon dua upon dua and tear flows upon another tear upon another tear if we have infringed upon the right of another person seeking forgiveness only from Allah, unfortunately that right will not be overlooked and that infringement will not be overlooked. We need to first approach that person, go to that person, explain to them whatever had happened and you ask them first for forgiveness. Then only we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will also wipe it clean from our slates. Inshallah, having discussed human rights and how we discussed how the poor also have a right among us we know very well the situation in Mozambique with the cyclone that had come over the people inshallah after the Jumu'ah Salah or rather at any time a collection drive will be held and the pickup point or the distribution point will be the plot next to the masjid where the vision tactical officers are so inshallah there is an appeal to everyone to come with canned foods, with flour, with sugar, anything that can assist. And we can find uh, more information about this from the brothers that are assisting with the distribution. We should look at this as also fulfilling the rights of the basic necessities of the people that are in need. Inshallah also, there is a request to the brothers that every Jumu'ah what happens is when we entering the masjid then many a time we filling the sufuf at the back but the masjid it, inside itself is actually empty so I will request our brothers at the back to inshallah make their way within the masjid there is a lot of place still on the right hand side and the left hand side as well if we can fill in from the front and work our way back inshallah because our brothers at the back they sometimes struggle with, with space and in the meanwhile there is a lot of space within the masjid so I request the brothers to inshallah make their way forward Jazakumullahu khairan wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka على نبينا محمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله
أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الله الذي شرف الإنسان بحمل الأمانة وناهاه وزجره عن الكذب والخيانة وحرم عليه الغدر والبغي وعدوانه أحمده تعالى على أن أوجب على العباد أداء الحق إلى المستحق ورغبهم في الإحسان إلى الخلق وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الذي جعل جزاء الإحسان الإحسان وأخبر أنه لا تكسب كل نفس إلا عليها وأن سأعيها لها ولا تزير وازرة وزر أخرى كما في محكم القرآن وأشهد أن محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عبد الله ورسوله 
المبعوث بأكمن تشريع على الإطلاق وبعث ليتم مكارم الأخلاق وأرسله الله تعالى رحمة للعالمين إلى يوم التلاق صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم لا ينفع فيه من مال ولا واق أما بعد قد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا قوامين لله شهداء بالقسط ولا يجرمنكم شنآن قوم على أن لا تعدلوا اعدلوا هو أقرب للتقوى وقال تعالى كتبنا على بني إسرائيل أنه من قتل نفسا بغير نفس أو فساد في الأرض فكأنما قتل الناس جميعا ومن أحياها فكأنما أحيا الناس جميعا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا يسخر قوم من قوم عسى أن يكونوا خيرا منهم ولا نساء من نساء عسى أن يكن خيرا منهن ولا تلمزوا أنفسكم ولا تنابزوا بالألقاب بئس الاسم الفسوق بعد الإيمان ومن لم يتب فأولئك هم الظالمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تدخلوا بيوتا غير بيوتكم حتى تستأنسوا وتسلموا على أهلها وقال تعالى وفي أموالهم حق للسائل والمحروم وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حق المسلم على المسلم خمس رد السلام وعيادة المريض واتباع الجنائز وإجابة الدعوة وتشميت العاطس رواه البخاري وقد صدق سلمان الفارسي رضي الله عنه حينما قال لأبي الدرداء رضي الله عنه إن لربك عليك حقا ولنفسك عليك حقا ولأهلك عليك حقا فأعط كل ذي حق حقه رواه البخاري بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر رؤوف رحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه 
عليه وسلم أرحموا أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وفي رواية معمر عن قتادة مرسلا وأقضاهم علي وأفرضهم زيد بن ثابت وأقرأهم أبي بن كعب وأعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل ولكل أمة أمين وأمين هذه الأمة أبو عبيدة بن الجراح رواه أحمد والترمذي وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا اللهم نحفظه في ولده رواه الترمذي وعن عبد الله بن مغفل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله الله في أصحابي الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم ومن آذاهم فقد آذاني ومن آذاني فقد آذى الله ومن آذى الله فيوشك أن يأخذه رواه الترمذي ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم انسر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعل هذا البلد آمنا مطمئنا وسائر بلاد المسلمين ومقدساتهم اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون قوموا لله قانتين الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ونضلين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى 
الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى سمع الله لمن حمده الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية 
فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله لمن حمده السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذن الجد منك الجد ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسألك من الخير كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين